Welcome to the Interns Hope Church Run the Podcast. I'm Jesse Brumfield. And I'm Isaac Little. We are two Americans living on mission in Wales. And we're uh, both inviting you guys to uh, walk with us as we talk about what it is and what it looks like to be life on mission in another country. Isaac, we're back after a week off, back to the podcast. Yes. Are you feeling refreshed? Uh, yeah, there, there's there's good parts about the week, and you know, uh, there's competing thoughts that are that are great, and some that are not. You know. Yeah. It's just working out your salvation. Huh? I have to say, I don't necessarily feel refreshed after a week off, but I think that it was needed. And before we get into um, the content of today's episode, I do just want to share, y'all have probably noticed that there's a little bit of a difference in the quality of the audio. So I had my like nice and professional podcast set up with a microphone and everything, and it just decided to stop working. Um, So I am working through some technical issues on my end, so thanks for bearing with us, but you just get our lovely computer audio for now. So nice, raw podcasting from home, (laughs) Joyce. Um, but just wanted to kind of preface with that and hopefully we'll get that remedied before too long. Um, I think this week we get to talk about a lot of uh, things that have happened since, you know, that the world has 2020 has come about and the world um, has (laughs) changed forever. It feels like it's been turning. Um, (laughs) A degree in the wrong accent. I don't know if it something's off. <laughs> so it feels yeah. like Yeah, so we're gonna focus today just as lockdown from COVID is lifting in many parts of the world. We know that that looks different all over. It looks different from where I'm at here in Florida than it even does in the next state over. And that is very different from what Isaac is experiencing in the UK. But we are on this trajectory of reopening and so we just thought we'd take some time to to reflect on what the last few months have been like so we're going to talk best parts worst parts our coping (laughs) skills throughout it all uh and what we've learned you know we usually do what we've learned this week but we're going to focus more on what we've learned over the last few months so in lockdown overall so Isaac you want to start us off and and tell us what the best part of lockdown has been for you we'll start it off on a positive um that the best part has just been able to i've been able to um hike and uh ride a bike for to the point where i actually had to stop hiking and stop riding a bike because i was doing it so much that i was like i was sore and then like the the one morning i got up and i had trouble getting out of bed (laughs) walking because I was like I was such in so much in pain and like so I had to like spend five minutes stretching before I could even get out of bed and 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 get about you know the rest of the day um so it was a huge stress reliever for me is to just wear my wear my uh you know physically just wear myself out and yeah I would say that's the best part because I was you know I'm able to I've been I was able to explore 
whales outside um, within the parameters of the guidelines that the, the Welsh government has given us. And so just recently, we've been able to meet up with uh, w- one family group from another. And so um, that's been really nice, you know, um, still maintaining a, a, a two meter distance, but just being able to socialize in a very small manner. Yeah. Has been really awesome. Save the so much good hiking there. Yeah, there's just so many places you can. Uh, for for me, it's limited to where my feet and my my bike can take me, um, because I don't have a vehicle. But uh, the great thing is, is I have you know I, I'm not afraid to walk in the dark. So um, the, there's been some times where I, where it's been evening and I'm like I gotta turn back. Um, sun goes down at like a you know eleven o'clock here. Um, it comes up at four forty-five. Ask me how I know. <laughs> Um, but, uh, so those, those are the cool, the best parts to, and reading, uh, now that I have a, a lot of time, um, to do things online, I guess, I guess online would be the worst part, um, have the, to learn and transition. So, but I'll touch on that once we get to that question. Uh, so what was the best part of COVID for you? I think overall, it's just been the slowing down. And that has sort of been this theme uh, that I've noticed for a while now, (laughs) really since going to Wales in January, I just realized the pace that my life was at and how unsustainable in ways. But then also just thinking about like the ways that I filled my time like if they were really how I want to fill my time. Do you know what I mean? Like I just was, I don't know, like I, (laughs) this time last year, I would not even have a free weeknight available. Like I was working a nine to five. So I'm working full time. And then I'd go from work to do something like every evening I had commitments and then had commitments most weekends and like all day Sundays I'd be, well, not all day, but like half the day on Sunday, I'd be serving at church and like just constantly filling my time. And I think a lot of those things are good. Like, don't get me wrong. It was seeing friends. It was, you know, exercising. It was um, teaching yoga, which I love and being like in groups at church and serving at church. So like, it's good stuff, but like, it's still just like a, a quick pace. And I, yeah, I'm just realizing how much like I prefer a slower pace. I think a slower pace scared me because that means you slow down enough for like all of your thoughts and emotions to catch up with you when you're slower. And um, that historically has been a bit of like a just scary place for me. But I think it's been really needed. And I think the space has allowed a lot of stuff to come to the surface that maybe I've been pushing down. So, but yeah, the stillness, the slowing. Is like the thinking, best part. You just made me think of like one of the great things um, for me was just, there was a lot of distractions um, in my life um, before 
Well, I, I can't I take that back. Not a lot of distractions, but there was enough distractions. And so during this lockdown, I've been able to focus more on reading um, books and studying the word um, a lot more and journaling yeah. more often than what I know. I, 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 I know the importance of journaling, but I'm one of those people that um, it doesn't come naturally to, to me to journal. So uh journaling has has gone in a rise too yeah that's good is there any um was the worst parts for you in the covid since the lockdown not being able to do what i want when i want to do it with whoever i want to do it with <laughs> like that's my real answer like i just I, I think at first i had this very like optimistic view and I, you know, pretty early on in this is when I came home um, and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be able to get so much done. I like ordered cross stitching kits and me and my mom started this like her uh, makeover for her spare bathroom and like, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm and I'm going to start running again, which like is one of the few things I actually have followed through with. But I was like, I'm going to get to do like all these things that I've always wanted to do and read all the books and do all the things. And that lasted for like, I don't know, a week. <laughs> and then it was like, okay, we're going to be here for a while. And then it was realizing like, yeah, I'm home but I can't go to my favorite places and see my friends and, or even spend time with my family. Like I'm, I'm staying with my mom and my dad lives down the street, but because of his risk, his health risk, like I can't hug my dad. Like I've seen him and talked with him, but from a six foot distance and um, that's weird. And so yeah, it's just been being home, but not being able to go to church or go to my favorite restaurants or my favorite coffee shops, which like some of that I'm able to do now. But yeah, just the restriction. I don't like it. I don't like being told what to do and how to do it. And so <laughs> there's part of me, there's this warring within of I don't like being told what to do, but then like, I'm also very much a rule follower. <laughs> so those two things kind of hit up against each other. But what about for you? I think the, the worst part is that like, I want the, I, I do like coming home and like being alone or like the, the salt, the solitude to your own house is like really, is something that I that I was used to before the virus, um, and so I want that back on my terms. <laughs> like I want to yeah. be able to if if I want to come home and do nothing and like or read um, and not have social interaction. I, for me, it was like I want to be able to have that option. Not that I won't do it. But it maybe it maybe it is because I maybe I would spend you know the next let's say this lifted 
maybe I will spend the next two let's pretend tomorrow everything is uplifted and you can all return to normal. We're all going to hang out on the weekend, but the next two weeks after that, if I could choose to stay indoors and be by myself for the next two weeks, that's my choice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but so, um, now I, I, to be honest, the, the actual worst part is the fact that we, we don't get to, um, meet, you know, um, being over here in Wales, it means that you know, I'm completely isolated. You don't get to, you know, friends, family. You know, I haven't seen any of my family members since I've been here, obviously, because they're in a different country. So, yeah. like, not having that contact with anybody has, has been a, a general struggle for me. Um, also, everything online, uh, I have found it very, very difficult uh, and very hard to to do Zoom and to do the music on, you know, either recording it when we first started or doing it on a cappella. Um, I, I, I'm just 100% not interested at all, other than the, the, other than the desire to be obedient you know, to God. And so I've said yes to, you know, the internships and I've said yes to, you know, um, and that's the way that the church transitioned. Um, not that we're going to stay here we're not going to stay zooming. We're not going to stay, um, everything online. If I wasn't part of that commitment, I wouldn't be a part of online work like that. Because if I was home, if I would have never came to Wales, I would still have been working, you know, like my uncles, my cousins, my brother, they haven't experienced uh, the COVID lockdown. Like we have, they've been working every single day. Um, when you were used to doing work that was more like with your hands, you were, because I was working prior to this yeah. in front of a computer for eight hours a day or like sitting in meetings. And so like that yeah. part of it, I'm used to, mm -hmm. but just to give listeners some context, you were not used to that at all. I didn't even look at a computer, mo like maybe to look at my emails or to pull up worship songs, which I, at, towards the end, I wasn't even leading worship songs, or I wasn't leading worship at, the, at Heartland months before I even came that I had no, no time. The only time that I had when it come to either watching television or being on my phone, yeah. you know, scrolling Facebook. And that was, that was it. My work was we converted trucks to handicap accessible vehicles. But I will echo, it. I will echo that like with the Zoom stuff, like I'm over it. <laughs> At first it was like, yeah, I'm going to, because you and I are on it for work, like, you know, probably or for our internship when i say work i mean for our internship yeah. at least every day it seems like most days at least and um sometimes multiple times a day for different things yeah and it's and then like i have friends that wanted to like do zoom meets and i love my friends but like by the end of the day <laughs> i'm kind of done with zoom it's exhausting yeah, even like, even though that we're like today on a Tuesday, 
the only zooming that I'm going to be doing is for this hour and a half that, you know, that we, we've got for, uh, or this hour, I should say for, for both of us. But even that's like, that's enough for me. Like, I'm glad that the cool thing is now that we get to meet with one other person, I'm going to go meet with somebody where normally I would have done another zoom call back to back for another hour um, or longer. And so like you said, yeah, sometimes we're meeting, sometimes we're on the computer for two hours, three hours for just zooming. Yeah. Um, and having to stare at yourself on a screen, which I just frizz. torture. This is all frizzy hair. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. It makes me so critical of myself. Okay, so let's pivot before yeah. we get into too much of a black hole of talking about the terrible <laughs> parts of lockdown. Let's the worst have... part of the entire episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, we could fill up a long time with that. But yeah. um, let's talk about what's been getting us through lockdown. What are the like the practices, the things that we've adopted that um, mm. make each day just a little more bearable? Coffee. Uh, so uh, the, one, the one thing I do want to, last thing I want to complain about when it comes <laughs> to the COVID virus is um, this is not just, well, this is just coffee. I still <laughs> I always bring up, uh, I would, uh, the co- the level of coffee over here is, is, is different. So that is actually one thing that is, that has gotten me through is drinking instant coffee with milk um, and chocolate chip cookie uh, biscuits um, or cookies, what we would call them. Um, Other things. I've just been reading more. Uh, Like I said before, one of those things that have got me through. Have you been reading for fun? Or have you been reading more serious stuff? Like, tell us what kinds of stuff you've been reading. I don't. I don't read for fun. I'm not a reader, so I've had to force myself to um, engage. Well, I've always wanted to be able to be a reader, um, one of those bookworms, and that you know. Uh, so, I have been reading one of the the books that we're doing with our internship is. Um, Practicing the Power by Sam Storms. So I'm reading that. And then for the other occupying my mind is a book called The Grand Weaver by Ravi Zacharias. And then um, the other book, the oldest book that I've been reading is a C.S. Lewis. Um, Mere Christianity is the first book in in the set of it's a it's actually five books put into one um so i've been slowly reading that along with the other two um to pass the time um outside of because it just uh, i find it really difficult um for entertainment to be the tv or to be the computer or to be the phone when we're when I'm on it for work, so that's what's got me through that and like a learning the songs that um, Hope Church does. 
the hiking and and biking has has really really helped me just um chill out anytime that I'm like pent up or you know um have those I don't even know what yeah I just because of the transition um of doing everything online it's just been a huge struggle for me so along with that comes with thoughts like I'm not doing enough or you know um people are picking up my slack because I you know lacking in um the computer department of being able to like produce content you know like like we were talking like how such a great job that everybody does um and the group and the way that they contribute um just the different talents and then recognizing that um about myself as well so those are the the good things i mean part of that is good things you know so how about yourself what is i'm i'm dying to know what is dtp so for those of you listening isaac and i have a shared like google doc where we write notes for each week's episode so he's looking at my notes and seeing my shorthand so one of my favorite daily practices or daily little treats that i look forward to um is i have a diet dr pepper every single day I call it DDP. Um, I stopped drinking soda like almost, I bet it's been like nine years. I just completely stopped drinking soda. And I would maybe, Diet Dr. Pepper is my favorite. And I would maybe have like one a month that. And then I came home for lockdown and and my my mom loves her some some diet soda mm-hmm. and i quick and she knows i love diet dr pepper so she had some for me when i got home and it quickly turned into a daily habit and you know what don't care i'm letting myself do it brings me joy so diet dr pepper every single day that's wrong with that um i'm also just like getting chick-fil-a whenever i feel like it which isn't that, I mean, it's like maybe once or twice a week. So I'm letting myself eat the Chick-fil-A. I, um, What's your favorite meal? It depends. I have discovered over lockdown, though, that I actually, I prefer the chicken strips over the chicken nuggets. I know that that's a controversial opinion, but I either get a number one or I get chicken strips. What is the number one? The so I, original chicken sandwich. Okay. The fried yeah. chicken filet with pickles on a buttered warm bun. And it is heaven on earth. Just pickles. Does it have like mayonnaise, lettuce, tomato? Have you never gotten a number one at Chick-fil-A? No, I've, I've only had Chick-fil-A maybe twice in my life. And that's because they had just opened a Chick-fil-A um, 2019 in Fort Wayne. Okay. Yeah. And it grossed like a million dollars though yeah. within like the really quick. Because it's delicious. But yeah, so it kind of depends on my mood, what I get. Um, and the cookies and cream milkshake. I mean, you cannot go wrong. So that has been good. But then like on the more like real stuff, 
um, getting outside every day is huge for me. So whether that's running or walking or just sitting outside and reading, like, I don't know, there's just something I can start to feel it in me when I've been inside too long and I have to get outside. I have been allowing myself to take naps when I feel like I need to take a nap. I am big on naps. I've always been a weekend napper, but I don't know. There's just something about this, um, like lockdown COVID. I just have been tired. Like, and it's weird cause I'm doing less. It feels like, but it's just been t- like tiring. Mm-hmm. And I know those of you with like <laughs> kids and spouses and that are going into work every day are probably going to listen to this and roll their eyes, but that's where we're at and we're each on our own journey. So <laughs> I'm not going to do the comparison thing. Um, so like overall, I guess I could group that into like, I'm just like, I'm listening to my body. So when my body wants movement, I get outside and I give it movement. When my body wants rest, I'm trying to give my body rest. When my body wants Chick-fil-A, I'm giving my body Chick-fil-A. <laughs> and yeah, I think that that's been really good. I think like there's something about the structure of the like nine to five work day. It was always like you eat your breakfast before you go to work and then you're sitting in a chair all day and then, you know, you eat lunch at a certain time because that's when you eat lunch. And like, it's just kind of takes you away from like your body's natural signals, at least for me. Like sometimes I don't want to eat breakfast until 10 a.m. or I don't want breakfast at all. And sometimes I want lunch at 11 and sometimes I want lunch at three, like, you know, um, so that's been really freeing for me and the beach has been huge for me. Just being able to like go to the beach and feel small and see like God's creation in that way. Um, similar to what we talked about earlier, um, saying no to zoom calls also has been very life giving, (laughs) like just opting out when it's, when I can. Yeah. That's zoom calls are just exhausting. I'm a, we'll link in the show notes to an article that I found a, a while back on why it's so exhausting. And like, it's about, our communication and how so much of our communication is through our body and our body language. And then when you're on a screen, that's, and it's just like a floating head, it's kind of taken away. Um, but I'll link to that cause it's an interesting read. Um, yeah. That, oh, and reading, how can I forget reading? So you say you always wanted to be a bookworm. I've always been that kid. I love books. I love reading. I've loved reading my entire life. Um, my mom is a big reader too. And so like, I don't know, I think that has something to do with it. Like I grew up just seeing her read all the time and like trips to the library were really exciting for me as a kid (laughs) and some of my favorite things to do. So, um, reading is just like a comfort for me always. And that's one of the constants in my life. Like it doesn't matter what is going on in my life or what's going on around me. I always like have a habit of reading. So in the morning I read my Bible, but then I also typically have some sort of book on spiritual formation or growth. Um, 
that I read. And then at night, every night before I go to bed, like it doesn't even matter what time it is or how tired I am. Every night before I go to bed, I read, even if it's just a couple of pages, but like, I just can't go to bed without reading. And so that's like the time for my fun book, like a nonfiction, um, fun book, which has lately been the Harry Potter series, Hmm. which has been good. And it's interesting to me, I don't know if you experienced this, Isaac, because you talked about watching the Harry Potter movies a few weeks I ago. I did. But, like, I find myself really irritated by Harry. Like, as an adult, I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, if you would just say the thing, like, say the thing or tell the person or, like, follow the rules, like, you could save yourself from so much trouble. Yeah. Listen to Hermione, Harry. Hermione knows what she's talking about if you just listen to her. So I'm getting a little irritated. <laughs> just me. Yeah, there's, there's a, no, it's not just you because I, I think everybody would agree. There's certain people in that, that entire like uh, storyline that just, why are they alive? Like, why has like out of all the all the things that death eaters and and yeah. mystery magic well just everybody everything that everybody's doing with magic you you can't just get rid of one lady like like yeah. it's wild it's funny it's just like the perspective as an adult reading the series or watching the movies or whatever and you're like oh my gosh <laughs> these kids <laughs> um but that's been really good. Another one of my favorite series, I really like mysteries. It's like my favorite genre. And there's a book series there. Um, the author is Louise Penny and it's the Inspector Gamache series. They're just, I know it sounds crazy. I thought you were going to say Inspector Gadget. Nope, not Inspector Gadget, Inspector Gamache. And they are fantastic, like so well written. You fall in love with the characters, fantastic, and you can't figure out who did it. You know, like that's the mark of a good mystery to me. If I can figure out who did it, I'm not really interested, mm. but they're real good. So, that, yeah, that's my long winded answer of what's been getting locked down. Last three months, what have you learned in lockdown, both about yourself and about God? Oh, yeah. Um, God is good. I think that 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 phrase that he's a a good father, I think um, just in my own personal relationship, that that's been strengthened um, in my own relationship with him. Okay, super summarized and not quoting any scripture because I don't know where it's at. But um, just real quick, though, one thing that I have been learning in lockdown is that um, a part of uh, Christian uh, life and to to be in a relationship with God, suffering is going to come. And that God loves us, especially when he's disciplining us. Um, 
and there's so so much scripture that talks about the love of God for us. Um, but there's certain things that that talk about um, you know who can separate us from the love of Christ. Um, here, well, actually, it is in chapter eight at the end. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, dangerous sword? It is written for your sake. We are being killed all day long, and we are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all things, we are more than conquerors through him who love us, for I am sure. Um, I like the NIV version that says, for I am convinced. Um, this is ESV. For I am sure that neither death nor life nor angels nor rulers nor things present nor things to come nor powers nor height nor depth or anything else in creation will be able to separate us from the love of God and Jesus Christ our Lord. So acknowledging that, okay, well, if nothing can separate us from the love of God, and at the very beginning of it, it talks about tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, danger, or death by the sword, and still nothing can separate us from the love of God. It means that we're going to face. It means definitely as a Christian, you'll face tribulation. You're going to, in a relationship with God, you face distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, danger, and sword. And so, you know, and then Job's response, if you go to the book of Job, just start at chapter one and start reading. Um, Job's loses everything. And his response was worship to the Lord. And then there's a lot of really good stuff um, after that. So just realizing that no matter what the circumstances are on life, there's this, um, and oh, it's the the last chapter, the 16th verse of one of the books in the New Testament um, that talk about rejoicing always. And so just learning how do I rejoice and even the, you know, the, the times when I'm struggling in thought or um, or certain thoughts, you know, certain things that I'm asking God for an answer for, or things of that nature of just rejoicing in him and knowing that in all circumstances, you know, um, he's, he's rightfully to be worshiped and praised. Yeah. And then in Matthew chapter four, um, there's this bit that Jesus quotes to, um, Satan, when he's being tested, and it is, you should worship your, the Lord your God. I just mixed two different scriptures in my head. There's this bit that's at the end of his testing that he, yeah. he specifically talks about worshiping with his hands um, and his service or with his mind and his, and his hands. Um, and so just even emulating the way that Jesus worships God with um, just worshiping God. And mm -hmm. so, and, and as a response, and so I just want my response to be immediately uh, thanksgiving and praise and rejoicing um, and learning how to do that, you know, as a process. Yeah, for sure. Did that make sense? Yes. It's deep.
I didn't write it down. <laughs> That's okay. It definitely made sense. How about yourself? What have you, how, what in the last couple of months, what have you been learning or where you're growing um, into or just? Yeah. So <laughs> um, I didn't write any of this down either. So I'm going to try and make it make sense. But I will say what I've been learning about God. Um, I felt a few months ago pretty pulled to read only the Gospels and to look for the character of God in Jesus because Jesus is God personified. Like the, when I get too into the Trinity, it like makes my head spin. <laughs> like, wait, Jesus is fully man and fully God. How is that possible? God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Like they're one, but they're different. Um, so I don't claim to like under like to fully grasp it or understand it. But I know that Jesus is God. Like to me, I think about it with like as God with skin on. Like. And so if we want to learn something about God or how God would handle something or respond to something, like he gave us this example in Jesus. And so we can look to Jesus. And so I started reading the gospels and I've just been going really slowly. Like just today I started Luke. So I'm through Matthew and Mark, but um, sometimes not even reading like a full chapter a day. and. I think overall I'm realizing that God is different than I thought. Like I have been in a stage in faith and in my life of questioning some things that I've just always assumed to be true Mm. from the way that I was raised in Christianity, and that doesn't necessarily mean my parents, but just like in the traditions that I was raised in. And there are just some things that I, that I, I question whether the church, like big C church, not big C, little C church, like, um, gets right. Mm -hmm. And so I've approached the scriptures of like, well, how would Jesus handle this? Like, insert any issue that we face today and and how would Jesus react how would Jesus respond what would Jesus be doing in this situation because that shows us what God would be doing or is doing still because God is working Jesus is working today um is this making sense so far yeah okay. mm-hmm. so um I like, here's an example of something that I have looked at completely differently. So in Matthew eight, it's when Jesus calms the storm. So it's verse 23 to 27, but what, and I'll read the whole passage, but there's one part that I want to focus on. And when he got into the boat, his disciples followed him and behold, there arose a great storm on the sea so that the boat was being swamped by the waves, but he was asleep. And they went and woke him saying, save us, Lord, we are perishing. And he said to them, why are you afraid? O you of little faith. Then he rose and rebuked the winds and the sea. And there was a great calm. And the men marveled saying, what sort of man is this that even winds and sea obey him? So I'll tell you how I read that before. 
specifically verse 26. And he said to them, why are you afraid? Oh, you of little faith, like the first part of 26. So before I would have read, why are you afraid? Oh, you of little faith, like disgusted, you of little faith, disappointed, disgusted that they would not have faith in him when they've been with him for this long and have seen him work miracles, right? Like I'm thinking Jesus is so annoyed with them and rightly so, those idiots, right? Okay. That's how I would have read this before. I can see Isaac smirking at me. Here's how I read it now. One smile. (laughs) Why are you afraid, oh, you of little faith? Like kindness, gentleness, him asking his disciples, why are you afraid? Why? You have such little faith in me. I care about you. I love you. Why would you be afraid when I'm with you? Like not this disgusted, disappointed father that's like this um like disciplinarian that we're supposed to be afraid of but like this kind friend saying like hey I'm right here hey like it's okay you don't have to be afraid like and it's just changed a lot for me And that's just one example, but I think there are a lot of places in scripture where I viewed Jesus as this like annoyed, exasperated, I have to tell him this again? Why didn't they listen the first 10 times? And instead, like I'm seeing, oh no, he's like being so kind to tell them again. He's explaining this. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's been really big for me. And I think a lot of that is just like who, who I, we haven't talked to Enneagram on this podcast cause you're not into it, but I'm, I'm into it. And I'm, I identify as a type one, um, on the Enneagram. And so I, I tend towards perfection. I want to like do the right thing, make the right choice. I'm afraid of failing or making mistakes. Like I hate to mess up. And so I think like I take that into how I read scripture and I view like, oh my gosh, if I make a mistake, God's going to be disappointed. I, you know, he's not going to forgive me. It's going to mess up my whole life and everything God wants for me. And instead realizing like, no, you can mess up and he's still there. And he gives us, endless chances and his mercies are new every morning and he's a loving God who gives us grace and mercy like endlessly it there's just it never runs out and never runs dry and so yeah that's what I've been learning about God <laughs> Sorry, that's a lot that's um, good. but with myself what I'm learning is when I wrote this question I was immediately going to talk about um the places where I I fail like the places where I fall short. And I'm learning that like that in itself is something that is not awesome. And like, so when I say what I'm learning about myself, I'm going to talk about the positive things. I want to make clear that doesn't mean that I'm not fully aware of all of my shortcomings because trust me, (laughs) I certainly am. But I'm going to do this as like a practice of saying good things about myself. And this is very uncomfortable for me. It makes me want to throw up. But mm-hmm. here we are. We're going to do it. So I've been learning about myself that I am resilient. 
and I may not like change, but I can handle change. And I am learning that my feelings are okay. Like it is okay to have the feelings that I feel and that I can spend some time in them. I don't need to like push them down or push them away. Um, and I'm learning that I like, I can like learn new things and teach myself new things and adapt pretty quickly. And so, yeah, those are the things that I'm learning about myself. Thank you so much for joining us in this uh, episode nine. Uh, if you have any questions, email us. Yeah. Subscribe. Subscribe. Subscribe to the podcast and podcast. review it. Rate the podcast. Review the podcast. Yes. Be truthful. Yeah. If, if no, don't be truthful. Just give us five stars. Five stars only. If you're not going to give it five stars, don't bother rating that. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, have a great week, uh, and we will see you back here next time. Bye. Bye.